Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the bare bones of Web3, episode 14, hosted by B Bands and the Space Skellies. Let's take a listen. The date is January 16th, 2023. Welcome to Bare Bones in Web3, episode 14, with your host, Saberstein EJ the founder, and B-Bands. It's your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is for entertainment and information purposes only. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice, information, entertainment. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you are interested in these topics, please do your own research. This week on Barebones Newsreel, we'll be discussing Mochaverse, Azuki's Hylumia, Web4, um, and Saberstein and EJ will be doing the market analysis, crypto and legacy. And hopefully if our guests can join us, we have Tina Liu, which is the co-founder of Minxie Official, which is a creator ecosystem. Bare Bones Newsreel. The bridge of virtual and physical tokens. Azuki NFT Universe, which includes worlds Alley, Ruins, and the newly launched Hylumia, and Hylumia has a arcade center, gym, toy story, and you, some competitions you can enjoy. On January 12th, their anniversary, their one-year anniversary, they launched a proof of skate concept. Now, it is the first implementation of, his, of the PBT. And the PBT means physical back token. So it's actually a physical item that is backed by an NFT. So at auction on October 2022, the highest winning bid was 309 ETH. At the time, that was $2.5 million. And that was so you can purchase a physical golden skateboard. So what happens is the physical skateboard, um, it's called the golden skateboard, is scanned. And once it's scanned, it's, how you say, enshrined in the ruins world. And so that's one of Azuki's universes. And so you, once you've gotten your physical item, then you get a PBT, which is a physical back token, NFT on the blockchain. So it creates this NFT, it enshrines it, and you can essentially show off your collection in, um, in this uh, Ruins world. So the Ruins world collector profile is completely viewable, and there's different collections and traits and specific emblems you can um, collect, and there's a total of 25. So I really think this is awesome. This is uh, for somebody who likes to show off their collection, especially if you have rare NFTs and you want to kind of showcase them. It's, it was really cool. I clicked on the link and the ruins brought me to a spot that had all these cool little emblems. And as you selected them, there were uh, people's different NFT, pro, uh, NFT collections. And I thought that was awesome. Let me just check to see if our guests arrived. Nope, that's okay. <laughs> for our next story, 
this is a little bit more of a rabbit hole story. And the reason is I was kind of uh, putting things together and um, it has to do with chat GPT and chat GPT is a very hot topic. Chat GPT and the symbiotic web, I feel like there's a connection. So let's speed up just a bit um, to, from, we always talk about web three, which is the blockchain. We're not going to be talking about web three because it's not the same as web 3.0. So there's a difference between web three and web 3.0, which is the semantics web. So if you want to know more about the semantics web, which is web 3.0, I would definitely look into it. It was extremely interesting. But today we're going to be discussing web four. And I'm skipping ahead um, because I think there's a possible connection with AI. So web four is called the symbiotic web, which is humans and machines working together. And to really understand what that means, I looked it up. You know, at times I like to look up words so I can like refresh the depth of meaning. You know, you can hear a word, but you're not, the depth isn't there until you like reread what it really means. So I went to Wikipedia and Webster's and symbiotic means resemblance of symbiosis or exhibiting characters of the characteristics of symbiosis. So I checked on symbiosis and it means living together or together living. Um, it is a type of close and long-term biological interaction between two different biological organisms. It can be mutualistic, communalistic, or parasitic. So could this be the intro to Web4 with OpenAI's ChatGPT? So the ChatGPT has been trained since 2017, and it's still being trained to be able to, to interact and sift through data and generate responses. New data is added by users. They're testing it for fun to help lessen their workload. Since it has so many use cases, it's become an extremely popular tool or toy. People are using it to write term papers, create websites, generate code and content. But if you're thinking of using it, make sure um, you note that there's plenty of mistakes that the chat GPT makes and it's not foolproof yet. So what happens when you're using the chat GPT, their users enter in prompts and only one response is generated instead of Google's search engine which produces many options and you have to click through them so you can narrow down your search. So, you know, this sounds awesome. You enter, you, you enter your request, you get one response. And now all this sounds awesome, but there's plenty of issues that come with chat GPT. And the main issue is the spreading of misinformation that seem correct because of the authoritative tone or the explaining of facts. Now here's where web 4.0 comes in. Now, I was reading a Medium article by Krisha Shaw, and amongst many other things, he says um, Web4 will be for the Internet to communicate with humans as they communicate with each other. And when I read that with OpenAI, you're just getting the data responses from the prompts. But to look to feel and look like it's communicating with a human, there has to be like an inflection, some kind of emotion. And that that piece is currently missing. So. The, the emotional responses are not there. And so how can this metric be captured? So Facebook collected data points from your profile page to better target ad placement. Well, the future of data collection and farming will be that of human emotions, and that's to help usher in Web 4.0. I just want to remind everybody, this is an opinion piece. <laughs> As there are currently games on Web 2 and Web 3 that measure your facial expressions and responses, and those they collect that data with the end goal to be able to adjust. Like this is so the player's gaming experience is more enjoyable. So, for example, we covered on Bare Bones the creators of Ghostburn NFT and their game. They currently hold several patents, 
and for this type for this type of like learning data collection so they kind of take pictures of your facial expressions and hear the sounds um that you're making to see if you're echoing displeasure or happiness and they take that to to measure your gaming experience now since that information is being collected and it is available. If it is used in conjunction with chat GPT, it could simulate responses that can make it as if we're communicating emotionally with another human, which is one of the main goals of Web 4.0. Now, as I wrap this up, you know, with all this information being gathered and collected and put in to create a more human experience with the internet, um, they, they have problems with proving whether people, they're going to have problems proving whether people are humans or if this is artificial intelligence. Um, so is this tied to the new proof of life initiative that OpenAI is working on? So they're trying to, they're working on developing mitigation strategies called proof of life. And they're trying to identify if you're, it's AI content or AI misinformation. Now this is going to become a serious problem if votes and real human opinions are being polled and their responses is coming from AI. So asking for public opinions and getting AI generated responses can be dangerous and sway opinions. So I just kind of wanted to bring this little thought piece out. And as we chat here on Twitter spaces, please take note that one of the original founders of OpenAI is Elon Musk. And although he stepped down from the board in 2018, he's still a donor and he currently owns Twitter. So this could be the ushering in of the next evolution. Um, if Microsoft is deciding of $10 billion investment in ChatGPT's OpenAI and they have already invested $1 billion, maybe this is the next evolutionary event for the internet and it's a lot closer than we imagined. So since Google won the search engine game for a while, I wonder who's going to be the new source of curated information for the future. Um, I know that was a lot, but I just wanted to give a second to see if Saberstein or EJ or maybe somebody had a quick question on this for of peace. Yeah, I believe uh, in AI a lot. I think that AI will take over a lot of, for instance, even on Discord, no one really knows this, but you can set up your own custom mods that are AIs, which is kind of interesting. And you can put, and we'll probably test one just for fun. You can come in and talk, talk to the AI and it learns based off of feedback and prompts that are given and we can gather information that way and put in more prompts that we would like it to respond with. I just know that AI is definitely something that's on the come up, whether we like it or not. It can also be kind of scary because of how smart it could do and, and how well it could do. Uh, I don't know too much about AI, but I'm definitely intrigued of how we can mix all the true tech of crypto with AI. I think it's something that will be done. And if you are the first one to successfully do I think you will make a whole new avenue for crypto, whether that's whatever they call it, 4.0 or 6.0 or whatever it's gonna be called. Uh, I really think AI is something, even we've talked about this with um, our devs, even to the point where AI could build custom smart contracts for crypto. The point to where you can go in and type in prompts and it can code in Solidity or Rust or Teal or whatever it needs to code in. And you don't have to worry about anything. It's just done. But imagine it just gets smarter and smarter and smarter, which gets scary. But really am intrigued at what's happening. 
I have even told Saberstein and B-Bands that I would be interested in looking into some more direct, directly related crypto and AI uh, investments as well. But that's my two cents on that. Yeah. So actually, I remember we were listening to a Spaces the other night and they were discussing this one project or this one guy was talking about how he had um, a Discord bot and how it was really interesting that he was saying it, uh, it was almost replacing him as a Discord mod. I mean, he had to go in and actually do stuff once in a while, but it, it really took over a lot of his work. And I, I did think that was intriguing and I didn't write it down. So I'm really glad that you remembered it. Um, I, I took some other things from it um, about AI, but we're not discussing, we're not, we're not doing like an AI discussion right now or anything, but um, I do find it really interesting. And I also just want to say that this is B-Ban's kind of first news piece where she like almost like put together herself from different um, articles and different uh, Twitter spaces that uh, she had been listening to. And uh, so I think she did such an amazing job putting together her first little piece. So congratulations to B-Ban. Yeah, likewise. It, it's not easy to gather this information and um, you have to find so many sources, especially when the research is so dry as far as when it comes to this. But like we always say, if you can, you know, what's next? That's our famous thing. What What's next? And if we can figure it out and we can get ahead of things and done correctly, I really feel that you could be onto something before you even know it. But a great job, bands, and we'll let you keep moving along and we'll be here to keep yep. keep going. Yep, we just got one more piece, um, one more quick news item to cover, and then we can go on to our market analysis. So um, I have been uh, kind of listening in on, on a lot of Animoca brands and um, a lot of what they're doing. And so they have this Mocha Burst. And since I've spending a lot of time, I've been listening to Yatsu, which is chairman of Animoca Brands. And um I find him extremely interesting. Um, in the past episode, we were talking about how he created a mock NFT license to like a legal framework to help people protect themselves from uh, not getting their royalties or creators, NFT creators protect themselves from not getting royalties and um, from marketplaces not enforcing them. So if you have Animoca NFTs or a token, they actually have a Medium article you might want to see. Um, if your token is on the list or one of your NFTs is on the list, you might have already gained access to the Mochaverse. And now it's very interesting how they're, they're doing this. So go check out M-O-C-A-V-E-R-S-E dot X-Y-Z and make sure you register to, to see if you have this realm ticket. Now, Animoca is the creator of Sandbox and Sandbox is up 10% and they have Phantom Galaxies and a lot of other great products. So they actually have a total of 400 companies that they have partnered with and they essentially can, you know, work with and get, you know, their dream accomplished. So um, it's very interesting. But for a lot of you who were in Terra, they used to they were part investors with Lavana. And um, so just FYI, they were definitely checking out the cosmos. Um at one point, but last I heard, they were not returning the phone, their phone calls. But, anyways, Yatsu is the head of business, and since he's he's been spending a lot of time in Twitter, is talking about community and, and emphasizing that this is what drives adoption. Their Mochaverse is focused on this, so they created five realms: the Dreamers, Angels, Builders, Connectors, and Neo Capitalists. They're trying to reinvent capitalism to have more of a positive look. 
And so if you have the NFT and or the token, you get a realm ticket. Now, the realm ticket um, will not it's, it's going to be a gamified uh, re- reveal. They ask you a couple of questions. They're like, OK, you know, a little bit about yourself, I guess what you have in your wallet. And then on reveal day, you're sent to your realm. So it's like Coinage was interviewing him and they, he was saying it was like almost like a sorting hat from Harry Potter where you get to pick if you're going to be in Gryffindor. I mean, you don't pick, but it's picked for you according to your personality. And then you're essentially sent to your prospective community to create this like DAO. So he's doing this huge grand experiment where he wants to half decentralize the business and make it a DAO and then have half of it, you know, centralized. So this grand experiment is super exciting. I think it's extremely interesting. And they have a lot of tokens and um, other and partners that they've partnered with. So I would definitely check if you can get into there. But that's it. Um, that's all I have for the news or topics today. So let's go on to Saberstein. And if anybody has any questions, I'm sorry I didn't ask, but I think we're good. Hey, no worries. I mean, you did ask um, on the last one about if anybody had any questions about AI, your AI story. So, um, so good morning, everyone. The previous week's bullish engulfing candle ended up being a good indicator that bulls were gaining momentum as they took the opportunity to push all the way to the second resistance area between about 20,600 and 21,400. There are a number of bullish indicators on the chart at the moment. So last week's candle closed as a long-bodied, very bullish candle on high volume, meaning bulls are in control, and price broke the downtrend line that began from rejection at 25,000. So a couple of good indicators that at the moment, bulls do have um, some momentum. Currently, we are, though, in an area of supply and testing previous resistance at about 21,400. So we need to see if we break above and hold this week or come down to test support. This is the area we were in before the collapse of FTX sent us cascading down to the $15,000 area. So I just want everybody to keep that in mind. If we want to see continued momentum upwards, we do need to come down and retest support to confirm buyers are present and bidding in that area before moving up. Continuously driving higher without building a support base generally means there is more room to fall and faster. So I'm not trying to warn, like, you know, scare anybody or anything like that. I just want to make sure everybody knows that like up only is is really not the best thing. You want to see it go up and down and up and down and just a nice little wave upwards if you're looking for some um, bullish momentum. On the weekly chart, I would like to see price come down to test the 20 SMA it broke above, which coincides with the resistance to support flip area around 18,600 or holding the uptrend line. Although if you look at the chart, price has moved quite far from the trend line. So it may take some um, sideways ranging to test that again. Um, I can see it taking uh, quite a bit. Um, Also, we have... um, the volume profile showing that about like 19,250 is the area of most volume per price. So that um, that coupled with that 19,000, um, or sorry, 18,600 area somewhere in there uh, looks pretty good. Uh, now on the daily chart, so that just gives us a, a, like a closer look into how the weekly candle is going to form. So on the daily chart, Bitcoin broke above the 200 SMA. And I know a lot of people probably have heard about that because the last time Bitcoin traded above the 200 SMA on the daily timeframe 
was December 31st of 2021. Like, wow, <laughs> that was quite a lot ago if you think about it, especially in crypto time. Um, now on the daily time frame, I am looking at that 200 SMA to confirm as support. Currently, it's, it is sitting around 19,500. Um, as Bitcoin trades sideways, the SMAs move up to meet the price. So the price of that line will change. So it's something you're going to have to watch. As Bitcoin, or sorry, after the 200 SMA, I have the 18,200 area as support, then 17,600. Resistance is above. I see 22,400, then a supply zone from 23,800 to 25,200. Uh, Ethereum and altcoins have also had bullish momentum this week. Currently, Ethereum is trading in an area of weekly supply around 1,560 to 1,677. It broke above a weekly resistance line at 1,530, but needs to confirm support before continuing on, as everything else does. Most coins and tokens are straight up at this point. It is so easy to, to want to buy green candles as we're conditioned to want to buy green. Green equals good, right? Green equals go. This is actually one of the reasons why I changed my chart colors, my chart colors among others. So I have um, my green I changed to blue and my red I changed to gray. If you're not in a trade, the green candles cause you to feel the need to chase, to FOMO, and sometimes it might work. But most of the time that mindset will cause you to buy the top. Uh, one of the hardest things to do is to sit on your hands and wait for the setup. Uh, so just for some clarity, from January 11th of this year to January 14th, as Bitcoin is moving up, short position liquidations totaled nearly $775 million between Bitcoin and altcoins. Um, so also another reason why we're seeing some crazy momentum up is shorts getting liquidated. Uh, but my goal is to never end up on that list. And so even if you're not in a trade, like just don't, don't chase or FOMO unless you really feel like it's like you want to gamble, like you actually want to gamble. It's not just a trade that has, um, you know, um, a target, like several target prices above or, and, you know, risk management and you're actually in control of it. If you want to gamble, like throw some at it. Sure. Instead of going to like a BLT machine or a slot machine or something. But um, if you want to actually trade, then you have to wait for your setups. Uh, Solana has been on an absolute tear now, up 206% from the low of around $8. And actually something to watch for today, Magic Eden yesterday on Twitter teased, quote, we've got some big news coming tomorrow with the date 16 January 2023. They said the first followers won't regret it, end quote. If anyone out there trades NFTs on Solana or is, it, or is trading the Solana token, watch out for that news to drop. Um, now, while we are green, we we can have some fun with it. It's nice to see some relief, but um, to put it in like a bigger perspective, we're far from being back in a bull run on a higher time frame. Realistically, we need to break and hold above 37,700 area to be able to even call it a bull market, to be able to even think about an actual like bull market. Anything below about like 34,000, 34,200 area is still technically a bear market. Now, of course, I'm talking higher time frames, you know, like on the daily, we we obviously have like a, a bullish uptrend and you, you can play that, especially if you want to like, you know, scalp on the lower time frames or if you want to maybe look at, like I said before, like buying support for maybe some more move up. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, we are still technically in a bear market. 
So I just want to let you guys know that just because it's so easy to get um, biased when you're looking at, you know, everything going up. And even when you look at Twitter right now, it's literally a mix of people calling for these astronomical target prices again. And you also have people calling for, you know, $8,000 Bitcoin and, you know, people in disbelief. So you want to try to be like right in the middle of that. You don't want to listen to the really bullish people and don't want to listen to the really bearish people. Just like look at your chart, look at what's going on and make your own decisions based off of what you see or what you hear. And there are many ways to trade. You don't have to just trade off charts. There's a lot of people that trade off of fundamental analysis. There's people that are really amazing at reading order books and they trade primarily based off of reading um, order books, you know, just different things like that. So that's my little spiel of the morning. And now we will turn to EJ for our traditional market update. Thank you. I appreciate that. And <clears throat> you guys all probably enjoyed the run up. And I will say with Solana, we typically have that, uh, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. So I think the rumor was purchased. And my advice would be take profits before the uh, news is dropped, at least on a little bit of your position because some news cannot be nearly as bullish as it's made out to be. So uh, it is by the, by the rumor. Yep. Can you hear me? You mean your, you mean your suggestion, not your advice, right? Your suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, people take this as, as advice and I don't know what to tell them. Um, but you guys, yeah, our suggestions are that you would take your profits, which you always should. If you always stay green, then you never go red. Um, so just look at that, pay attention, and don't expect it to rocket to 100. Like Saberstein said, just be in the middle, be smart, and wait for the setup to happen. Uh, that's the most important thing. Do not FOMO. The second you want to FOMO, turn your phone off or turn your computer off and walk away because it's better to miss out on a little run-up than get caught in a trap and then be, you know, be crying the next day. Don't just don't. We just don't do it. Uh, so moving into the the standard market, um, we ended the week really well, which fed into crypto, as you guys definitely experienced that. The reasons for this is that the CPI, which is the consumer price index, fell, meaning that the CPI is the cost of goods of what uh, consumers are paying for an average item, groceries, uh, apparel items, whatever you can uh, buy, everything. So that has it, it fell just 0.1% which shows you how much, if it would have fell further, how well that would have even done more for the market. Um, actually, Saberstein was saying, look for a long. There was a lot of, like she had said, there's a lot of bull uh, indicators. And these are a lot of data indicators as well, um, just clear as day that we could be doing, we could be easing on inflation, but it is still to be super cautious. Um, so just keep that in mind. The CPI fell 0.1% in December and saw its biggest drop since April 2020. So it has been a very long time since we've had a CPI come out where it came out this time. This, to remind you, is the measure of the price of goods and services the average consumer pays. Um, and these are usually, well, they are heavily watched by the Wall Street investors. Uh, this was these numbers came out right where everyone expected, even a little better. Um, these numbers did exclude food and energy, which the that was the that's kind of the core of the CPI. As you know, we have to eat and we have to have electricity. Uh, that was up 0.3%, but because of the 0.1%, they offset each other very well. 
the biggest reason for the easing inflation came from a sharp drop in the gasoline prices. You probably feel this more on the coast if you're on the uh, or even overseas. I'm not quite sure how it is international, but typically East Coast and West Coast or wherever. This is where the, the gasoline is reflected quickest. Um, so that had fell significantly, not to not to mention that it had rose significantly before it fell. But all these indicators started to play in together, which led into a great end of the week. Um, the overall consumer price index numbers came right on target for, like I said, most of the Wall Street investors. Um, a steep drop to remind you in the gasoline was responsible for the most of the monthly decon- decline, which that to give you an indicator were the prices at the pump tumbled 9.4% for the month and are now down 1.5% from a year ago after surging past $5 a gallon in mid-2022. And also fuel oil slid 16.6% for the month, also contributing to a total 4.5% decline in the energy index sector. Um, and then what else do I got here? The medical care services increased 0.1% after dropping two straight months. And then what did I have? The last, and actually these were crazy numbers. The airline fares fell 3.1% for the month, but they are still up 28.5% from a year ago. So if you are traveling, I hope you got your tickets booked a few years ago. Uh, to close out the, the week last week, the S&P ended uh, up 2.67%. NASDAQ was up 4.8%. Dow Jones up 2%. And Russell 2000 was up 5.26%. And this all fed into the weekend. So to start this week, Monday today, the US stock markets are closed for the observance of Martin Luther King Day. So just keep that in mind. The markets are closed. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, we have OPEC, which is oil, will publish its monthly oil market report. Uh, this is very, I assume that they're going to have, well, okay, uh, do your own research. I'm not even going to put anything in there. Just watch OPEC and look at the oil price and pay attention to that. Wednesday, uh, the list of Federal Reserve speakers includes Bostick, Harker, Logan, and the Central Bank will also release release its beige book report. Uh, so keep in mind the Federal Reserve all day on Wednesday will be speaking it could get bumpy. I don't think it will, but just really pay attention to that. 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, sorry, eight, yeah, 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 that's correct. The producer price index for December will be released. The inflammation, or inflammation, inflation measure is expected to show a 0.1% month-over-month drop with the year-over-year rate going to 6.8% from 7.3% in November which this is bullish for the market if these numbers hit. Uh, The retail sales report for December will also be released. The headline reading is forecasted to be 0.1% and sales are expected to drop 0.2%. If sales drop below 0.2%, meaning there's less money flowing into the market, that could be uh, bearish. So pay attention on Wednesday it is, if you look on our Discord, you can see all of this typed out in our market discussion channel. This is the day that I have loaded up Wednesday. Thursday, all I have is Fed, uh, Fed Vice Chair Bernard speaks. That's literally all I wrote. So, uh, Fed Vice Chair will speak on Thursday. And then we have another Fed Governor, Christopher Waller, will speak on foreign relations on Friday. Uh, so, really, Wednesday's your day to watch this week. And that's it. I'm happy to see that. 
We possibly have settled the inflation for the time being. Be smart. Don't FOMO. And yeah, just just be smart, guys. Vans, I'm going to pass it back to you. I don't know if our guest is here, but I hope they are. Um, no, our guest is not here, and that's okay. But we did have somebody come up to speak, and I didn't know if they had a question before I go on to, you know, wrapping up the announcements. Hello, Palable. Is he there? Yes, hello, hello. Good morning, everyone, or good Monday, everyone. And thank you guys for providing uh, such insightful news on the markets. Uh, most definitely, the communities are roaring with this positive start of the week. And we can only see uh, how this is going to go uh, moving forward. So, yeah, glad to make yourself acquainted or glad to make myself acquainted here in this nice space. And uh, thank you, host, for uh, hosting informative spaces like this one. Absolutely. We appreciate the kind words and a lot of time and energy goes into doing this. And I know that. We, we definitely enjoy giving to you guys and providing information to hopefully protect you from making any dumb decisions. And that's, that's really our whole goal here is provide information. And we hope that everyone does, uh, makes the right choices with the information provided. So we really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And so cleverly corrected, we give suggestions and provide insights. And that's all we do here in Web3. And I must say, this guy, you have like a, does he not have like a radio broadcaster voice? Oh, it's a, it's like wrong? music it, to his, my ears. I'm it, like it, reading his voice. profile and I'm like, what is must do radio <laughs> or something? No, if you read yeah. his profile, he has a very uh, like interesting like villain type voice. Well, and podcasts and YouTube content to come in the future or coming soon. Uh, but ever since I joined this space, uh, I have uh, received similar feedback. So I'm definitely working on that in the background. Absolutely. Hey, we love to talk and maybe get you on, on one of these one day. So we really appreciate it. And I will actually message you after the show is over if that is all right with you. Oh, that would be absolutely welcome. I am always going to talk a little bit about myself, my brand, and uh, what I stand for in this space. And for those that do not know me, hello, my name is Palpable or Palp. I am a uh, full-time freelance uh, working in the community section of the Web3 industry, where I uh, basically... <clears throat> Uh, where I provide services to uh, startups and existing businesses and provide educational uh, tidbits here and there. I coach moderators, uh, and outside of that, I just do anything that uh, your general community manager would also do. Love it, love it, love it. We will pick up this. Yeah, absolutely love it. We'll pick up this conversation and the, and the messages, and we will get on a call. It's, it's great. Um, so thank you once again for the kind words. I know we all appreciate it. And bands, we will let you get rocking and moving forward so we can wrap it up. Please, okay. after yes. your um, announcements, I actually have a couple of like interesting crypto news things, if you don't mind, since our um, guest did not show up. Absolutely. That would be okay. awesome. Um, I'll just run through these uh, announcements real quick. So um, th these are Space Skelly announcements for the week. It says 2 million, in star uh, 2 million stars in volume since the secondary went live, um, which is the main collection. 100k volume for both the Space Doodles and the Elex Elixirs on um, secondary. And they're in the number one collection, and we are the number one collection in volume for the month. Uh, we have dethroned bad kids, and we're number nine in all-time sales. So we finally broke into top ten. 
Our validator staking requirements have changed from five Skelly NFTs uh, per ticket to three Skelly NFTs per ticket. Um, as the floor price has risen, we've adjusted. So you only need three Skellies and, um, to be able and staking with our uh, validator to be able to get a raffle ticket. Um, on January 25th, round two of the Alex Elixirs will be airdropped into the Skelly holders' um, wallets. And on that, I can go back to Saber scene. Hey, so um, just a couple of news articles that came out, uh, like I think basically in the last 24 hours. Um, so CZ from Binance says, or tweeted, sorry, we detected Harmony One hacker fund movement. They previously tried to launder through Binance and we froze his accounts. This time he used Huobi. We assist Huobi team to freeze his accounts. Together, 124 Bitcoin have been recovered. CFI, so centralized finance, helping to keep DeFi, decentralized finance. And then he wrote hashtag SAFU. So I thought that was kind of funny because uh, after what has happened with centralized centralized uh, exchanges recently, a lot more people have been moving towards DeFi. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, an interesting narrative being pushed out there. Um, also, apologies if there's background noise. Everybody's waking up. Um, I guess, so the three AC founders, Zoo and Davies, are aiming to raise $25 million for a new crypto exchange called GTX. And this was a tweet by a gentleman, somebody named Crypto Crib, and he wrote, he or she, pardon, wrote, what could go wrong? So um, it just, just personally, I'm going to say the hell away from whatever this GTX is. Um, actually, Zulian from the Ret Gang last, yeah, last week, hosted a roundtable for um, DeFi, um, like DeFi, like that are going to be um, integrating order books into their platforms. And so like personally, like I, I listened to it and I took some notes on it. And I think that is going to be more of the way to go in the future. But it's definitely interesting that the the narrative is out there kind of trying to maybe lure people back to centralized exchanges. Um, so if anybody wants to talk about it, our guest is not here. So those are up there for discussion or anything else. It, it honestly sounds to me like that's an out-of-season April Fool's joke. GTX, honestly? I mean, hey. it could be. I, I definitely don't know this person. No, it's out there. I don't think really funny. Even if it is a joke, like it's still funny. Like, what? What is happening here? Like, it could be. You never know. That's why I'm saying it's not like, it's like kind of like crypto news. And we all know that some of the stuff out there isn't real. It's definitely not uh, in uh, B-Band's uh, excellent professional section of news. So take it for what it is. But uh, yeah, just something no, to discuss. We were talking, actually, Saberstein, we were like talking about those tweets this morning. We're, oh, were we you? all excited. Yeah, we, I'm so glad you brought them up. I was so Wait, so because- I'm after Robo? Damn it. <laughs> Follow- I'm not riding his coattails. It just it just looks to me with all of the derivatives we've seen in the market popping up that this is just an FTX derivative, but that that's just hilarious to me. Yeah, not financial advice, but uh, GTX is probably a no-no. People. <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe actually, kind of want to find Zulian space that he did and post it. I don't know if TerraSpaces recorded it. I, I hope that was because that would be an easier space. So if you go to Terraspaces and you can find um, Zulian 
hosted a roundtable with many, many, many amazing DEXs that were going to be integrating order books, and they had a really good discussion. So, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. And actually, in it, um, one gentleman was saying that a lot, uh, like one of the one of the top five market makers, um, had been looking into their project, and several others actually. Um, reiterated that yeah they've been they've been getting more requests since FTX has collapsed from from big market makers um, to be getting involved in these um, decentralized exchanges so it's not sorry not exchanges but decentralized platforms hosting order books uh, for trading and so I think that's going to be a really interesting uh, narrative moving, moving forward. Couldn't agree more. I think we need to do a, a morning show one day or something about the difference between centralized and indexes and everything. Because I think that's just an inform like information, and it would be nice to show people pros and cons and how to onboard, you know, on ramp and off ramp everything uh, if needed. But I definitely think that's something we should come up with and and encourage the community to listen if they are new or have you know have questions about how to become more decentralized versus relying on a on an exchange because we all know that doesn't end very well. I think that is something we definitely yeah, most do. definitely. I've had a, uh, I've had chats in uh, spaces like this all the time where uh, I have a rather I, I, I say unfiltered opinion about the FTX debacle, and that is that anyone that lost like above 10k on that um, is sort of to blame on themselves, keeping everything in a centralized exchange. Because if you can afford to invest such amounts, you can also afford a ledger, uh, and that was sort of like the central topic of of that that sort of discourse where you have these giants that are basically the mass onboarders of people into Web3 and blockchain infrastructure. Um, but they keep, they do a very good job at not sharing the core value that we're all here for, which is empowering the individual through the use of wallets, cold and hot, instead of keeping everything within the centralized domains. Uh, and so we uh, tend to do a lot of uh, education about these things within the communities uh, and teaching people how to set up a ledger and what the differences are between hot and cold wallets because we see that these giants do a terrible, terrible job uh, at onboarding these new uh, new folks um, uh, about these topics. So there's definitely room for improvement in that domain. Yep, I agree 100%. And um, a lot of us say go, you know, go hardware wallets or whatever we say, but if you don't have a quote unquote walk through a centralized exchange isn't gonna try to show you how to do it um they're kind of like the bank give us your money don't keep it but it and that's really all a centralized exchange is, is it's a bank it's and at the end of the day uh the bank does what they want they take your money and leverage it anyways in the real world and that's what these exchanges are doing and when it comes tumbling down it's a wreck as we so quickly just saw um so i really think we need to don't ever assume people will even take the advice. I literally think a PDF walkthrough and a video are needed. And some people would argue that you shouldn't have to show people that. Um, well, I think why not? I think and, yeah. you have to you have to show people how, how to do this. Uh, yep. um, I just got a message from Robo, but I had already seen this news. It was um, the NFT influencer who lost a life changing amount of money to a Google ad. Like he was clicking, they they fished, they got his Twitter, his Substack, his Gmail, Discord, and wallets were all hacked and a life-changing amount of money was stolen from him. And this is somebody who was like an NFT influ influencer. It was like 19 ETH. 
and Mutant Ape Yacht Club um, and all this stuff was taken from him. It's so sad. So be careful about those Google ads, guys. It's not always what, who they say they are. Exactly. I'm debating whether I find it to be sad or somewhat hilarious that an individual of that magnitude with such funds manages them with such irresponsibility. But it is unfortunate that it happens nonetheless. Yeah. All right, yeah. folks. As quickly as I came, unfortunately, I must depart. It was a pleasure having a short little chat and introduction here in this space. I'm definitely going to return because you guys share a lot of information and news I don't see shared in a lot of other spaces. And Skelly's looking forward to uh, hitting it up in the DMs and uh, maybe uh, having a chat about communities here sometime. Absolutely. Once again, we appreciate you stopping by and always enjoy the, the input. So enjoy your day and we'll see you next time. Thank you Cheerio. so much for stopping. I, uh, if you guys, yeah, sorry, Baz, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I just wanted to tell him thank you for stopping in. I'm really glad you did because our guests didn't show, but we had kind of, you, you showed up and you filled that spot and we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. It all worked out. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I think that bands, whatever you want to cover or you want to wrap it up, we'll, we'll get on with the day and everyone can go about doing their thing. Well, we're hitting that hour, so I think we should wrap it up. And uh, we can close it out. Thanks, everyone, for coming and joining us at Bare Bones of Web3. I hope you have an incredible day. And as always, EJ, can you close us out? Yeah, for sure. I'll close it out. All right, guys, as we always say at Space Skellies, choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be. Make someone's week. Start your week off right. And do something that betters the world today. We will see you guys next time. And thank you once again for all of your support. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Bare Bones of Web 3, episode 14, recorded on Monday, January 16th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course, we're Tripping balls, handed reports it. The latest proof ain't a way to move. Change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't
ain't no way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Tell the spaces.